and he showed me these things called Wookiees. Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome back to another episode of Cult of Professionalism. This is nearing the end of Sci-Fi Month. This week we thought we would take a look at Space Cop. Every year for Sci-Fi Month I like to I like to do deep cuts, you know, movies never heard of, hidden gems, like we did Battle for Endor, now we're doing Space Cop. Was it a hit? Matt, you tell me. Was this movie a hit? We yeah. just want to get straight into it? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No? No, sometimes it'd be like that, though, you know? Yeah. Look, here's the deal. What's the plot of this movie? Who really cares? Because it's, you know, it's not even secondary. It's like tertiary to the plot. It's just, it's far. It doesn't even matter what's going on here. You get Jay, Mike, and Rich from RLM. and Which is what? Just just look up RLM on YouTube, watch a couple of videos, familiarize yourself, and then you can get a quick understanding here. Because they're doing a lot of the stuff they do in their uh, reviews. Yes. And, well, I guess the plot is there's a space cop from the future and a, a past cop from the past. And they have to stop some sort of alien conspiracy. Yeah. So whatever. I I, I yeah. didn't even care to follow it. It's made by Red Letter Media. They do, like, movie reviews. They have Half in the Bag, which is just their contemporary film reviews. Yeah. And then they have other segments as well. The one I know them mainly for, actually, is Best of the Worst, which is them going through shitty movies that are either sent in or they find at like a thrift store and reviewing them right yeah um and then picking which was the best of the worst that for that episode and their humor is very dry and sarcastic and like qu- quip heavy i don't know like they do off the cuff banter sometimes where they're acting like buffoons yes like verbal slapstick, I guess. Yes, yeah. And that, like you said, it translates over to the movie quite a bit because they're if if you watch their reviews and think that was funny, then you'll probably be entertained by the movie. Um. Okay. Well, that's the thing with me. Okay. Okay. okay listen up. Okay. They do. You're right. They do like this kind of slapstick. It's like behavioral slapstick, where it's mm-hmm. like they're doing silly things or they're acting silly or awkward. Yeah. Um, the movie, it's like a so bad it's good movie, but I don't, it's hard to say. Like, were were they striving to make a serious sci-fi comedy picture? Um, well, it doesn't really come that close. You know, they do a lot of the jokes they do in the videos, like where Mike does his old-timey voice. Yes. But then they do that for the whole movie. Yes, he had to dial it back a bit. Grates a little. Um, they don't really rise above their level of performance from their YouTube stuff. Yes. Which, you know, uh, it's a feature film, okay? It almost seems like they're scared to act seriously because every single one is doing, like, a goofy performance. The closest is Jay, like... But even then... He's goofy, but his is the most, like, straightforward... But it's still, even then, it's he still has that like layer of irony to it. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. 
I I know they had done uh, like I think they mentioned they did like short horror serious films in the past. Mm-hmm. But this one is yeah, they're going full farce and it makes sense, okay? Because the audience is watching best of the worst and people like us were watching crap movies. Mm-hmm. So they make their own fun crap movie. Yeah. But it's only kind of fun. It's not terribly funny. Uh, I don't gel with most of the jokes, uh, which are usually either too drawn out or way too dry for them to be actually funny. <laughs> um, you know, they they make the joke uh, with the old-timey guy and his customs. Because you should say, like, where does the old-timey guy come from? He says 72. No, from the 40s, and he's in a cryogenics chamber. He's woken up by space cop in a gunfight. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he can't believe he can't smoke in here. <laughs> and he says sexist things yes, a lot. Yes, a lot. A little bit of racial humor. Only one instance, though. Yes. They didn't have any... I guess they didn't have too many black guys on the crew for them to get the pass for that, you know. But but misogynistic jokes are easy material. Yes. Okay. Is there characters in this? No. Rich is doing this space cop deal. And it's like an 80s action here. But, and he does have a couple good quips. Yes. He doesn't bring it enough. Okay. I, it works for me. It's like they, they haven't put on this low voice. Look, it's Rich. Okay? Like he's being solid snake. It's Rich Ed- Rich Evans. Okay. He's a hunk of a man. Yes. Okay? He's a unit. So at least he's good looking. And we get to see that throughout the film. Yes. But um, he kind of just plays like the kind of he's like playing the character that's like the impression you do in conversation of an 80s action hero rather than doing it Mm -hmm. i think it does come down to the thing you're saying which is like they're not trying enough Mm -hmm. like it's too they they didn't strike the right balance Mm -hmm. of the so bad it's good Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah it doesn't look very good and this is where the production value question comes in because you know they're making YouTube money. Yes, it looks like a good YouTube video. But here's the thing, is that I didn't expect them to have good technical stuff. Mm-hmm. And the effects are minimal. Actually, there's like a couple of okay effects. Like when the space cop goes into, like flies up in the initial sod. I was actually slightly impressed by that. Yeah, that and they're doing some effects that I know they're just doing to have fun with. Like at the beginning when they had the miniature of a mining station on the moon and then space cop blows it up yes do you remember there's like a little miniature that they blow up yeah they're doing stuff like that which is probably stuff that they like in movies like we do and yes and it's like i want to do that too they put the brain and like uh, yeah the villain is like this brain that's in this tank and it has robot arms sometimes very like doc ock yes it's very classic sci-fi stuff so that stuff looks cool and then there's a couple of CGI shots that I guess they really gave her for mm-hmm. um, and put some money into. But it's not shot very well. No. It's just like a... It looks like a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Like a YouTube video with a really nice camera. Yeah, and that was honestly a detriment to it, I think, was how nice a camera is because then... It doesn't have that cinematic quality. It, it's like... Yeah, like in terms of the props and how it's shot and stuff like that. I, it's I, it's like, like when you watch... Have you ever seen Coronation Street on CBC? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like that. <laughs> like, I think it's the wrong FPS that they do, but it's like uh, you watch it and it's just, no, there's something up. It's like you're watching a video on someone's phone. 
I and why would I want to do Street that? No. Analogies. I don't love anything about Coronation Street. I cannot believe that. I've actually never years. seen that show, but you've just mentioned it so many times, and I love it every every time. It's just the worst thing ever. It has the worst <laughs> mopiest theme song of all time. Terrible, terrible. Is that a Canadian show? show? No, it's British. It's British? And it's been running for 60 years. They have like 1,000 <laughs> episodes. And it's just like... It's just like a soap opera. We'll review the best season of that show. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I would watch like an old... like I would watch like the first season of that show, but that's it. It just has that amateurish quality like that, okay? Yeah. And if I'm reminded of Coronation Street, uh, that's not a good sign. The movie is like a bottleneck to the camera. Like the camera is, t- is way too high of quality for this movie. Yes, and, and they don't really try with anything interesting with composition. Really. No. It's all so standard. Yeah. So it's like I can't even get lost in the idea that this is like a serious film and then when they do the the comedy bits where they interrupt the serious process that's going on or the serious situation and it's supposed to be jarring it doesn't work because it's all joke it's all farce it's all joke and that was what i said when we watched uh attack of the killer tomatoes too is just all jokes all the time yes yeah like and that's fine you know there's good joke only movies Mm -hmm. um like the classic film airplane yes it's like a joke-only movie. Uh, that was good. Mm-hmm. But the gags in this are not very strong. Uh, they're like YouTube video-level gags. It's like internet humor that you've seen before on any number of sites <laughs> where they just, you know, it's like uh, they have the porn pop-ups. Yes. On like his, Futurama already did that. On his visor, mm-hmm. yeah. The cryogenic thing is from Futurama too. They invented that concept. <laughs> That's facts. Um... No, and then they just it's just have lame jokes like that. It's not like we have to talk about the script, okay? And this is written the script. This is written by Mike Staklasa, uh, supposedly without Jay. He had his bottom with them. His what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> um, he. I'm sure he contributed a little bit. Um. But it does kind of feel like it does seem something like Mike would write because it's a lot of his jokes from the YouTube videos um, just prolonged. Honestly, yeah, yeah, that was disappointing to see. I thought they would give it. There's, I was just waiting for most of the film for like a like a kind of X factor. Like there's going to be something that it's like I can latch onto, like one thing that really surprised me is that they didn't homage. Like they did homages. Mm-hmm. some of the stuff you like yep some star trek yep. some samurai cop supposedly samurai cop hollywood cop not um, that i would know demolition man yes rush hour but what it seems is that they fail to take all the stuff that make those like appealing or if the ones that are bad so bad it's good you know i think it's I, like i don't think it's supposed to be a serious movie no it's not it's supposed to be you're supposed to laugh at it so i i, I actually i like i think it's funny i was entertained throughout it um there's a lot of deadpan humor which i like like especially there's a scene where um space cop is unlocking his fridge and he has this ridiculously long passcode to unlock it it's yes. like 40 characters i think that's funny like i laugh at scenes like that in twin peaks too like that scene where uh, uh albert comes into the room gordon's there with uh, some girl that he met at the bar albert tells her to leave and then she takes forever to leave like but th- you know what the difference is hmm. uh well david lynch is directing it for a while <laughs> 
No, but the other thing is that like that contributes as well to like the ambiance of that in like Twin Peaks. It's like everything's a little bit strange, mm-hmm. and everybody does things a little bit off. Uh, but this is just supposed to be a straightforward gag. Haha. Well, I think that's, that's supposed to be a gag. Yeah. In Twin Peaks, I think that's supposed to be a gag. Well, it's, a, it's also supposed to be a gag. It's also supposed to strike... It's a striking a balance between being a gag and, like, contributing to the weird atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But this... I don't know. It just plays it too straight. You know? If this is the best they could do for jokes... And I don't think they would make jokes deliberately bad. Mm-hmm. Because their YouTube videos are funny, even if it is in the same kind of low-rent way. But this stuff is just... It isn't laughed out, laugh out loud for me. <sighs> Um, there was, I, I, it it was for me, not all the time, like, not enough to carry the movie, I don't think. Like, there's still stuff that I wanted more from it, like, especially the, um, (laughs) the props, they were kind of dinky. Like, which ones? Okay, his costume, it's, like, almost funny how dinky it is. Not, not his costume, but the aliens that they have. Yes. They're just they they're just lame to me. They're not yeah funny or like you have to do something. Like you could have like that's where you have to put in some good design work. Yes, and I mean look, George Lucas can get away with buying Halloween masks, putting them on actors, but then he puts them in the background. Yeah, you see them for a second mostly. Yeah, okay? and if you put it front and center in 2015 is when this movie came out yeah then you have to buy into the thing of oh haha it's funny because it's cheap but that wears off pretty quick it's just a quick novelty but then it has to look really cheap right and again this movie does that thing where it just kind of toes the line where it's not so bad that it's good it's not so bad that it's bad it's just like it's just mediocre yes you know yeah which is what you don't want (laughs) um that's what samurai cop 2 is it's it fucking Samurai Cop too. I just, you know, like, um, I would, I would say it kind of falls into the same camp as Samurai Cop for me. Where it's it, like there's a little bit of stuff I like, but uh, there's too much stuff I don't. Which is usually what makes or breaks it for me yeah. in a film is when it has when it has too much stuff I don't like versus stuff I like. Facts. Yeah. It looks as good as I remember Samurai Cop 2 looking. But going mm-hmm, back to the prop, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yes, like especially it, the amateur lighting. There was one scene that where we didn't even know if it was green screened or not because it was lit so awkwardly. Yes, it was so poor. Yeah. It was like a... It's like the... It's like if you fuck up the depth perception of a shot, then like you're getting abysmal there, man. Even Samurai Cop, the first one, it looks like a movie. Yes. And you know what? They probably could have benefited from giving like this this an 80s VHS. That's what I was thinking. Sheen. Yep. Easy. Yep. That's so easy to do. I would have been on board with it because it's an easy way to conceal production value. Yes. And it'd be on brand. Yes. Yeah, I was actually hoping that again, like that. That's my issue with the the camera. It's too nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why the hell would I buy the Blu-ray of this? I don't want to see this in HD, you know? <laughs> yes. I, I don't want to. Yeah. Like, like somebody torrent this and pass it around to a few people and artifact it up and then give it back to me. <laughs> but it, it, it looks as good as Samurai Cop 2. There's, like, some cool lighting that they're trying to do, like, multicolored lighting with the aliens. But other than that, it's... Uh, the, the scene that we're talking about where it looks weird, there's a scene where... Um, I was going to say Samurai Cop, Space Cop, and Old Cop are at the police station. And you just see a shot of them talking. It looked like the shot in um, 
the best Star Wars Empire Strikes Back where they're at the Hoth base and there's two people talking. I don't know. Or another there's another bad scene in um, Return of the Jedi where Han and Lando are talking in front of the Falcon. I'll show you after. Okay. But to the Star Wars heads, you know what's up. Uh, it, it looks yeah, like I'm that. Yeah, Star Wars head too. Huh? Y- yeah. <laughs> May the 4th. <laughs> yeah. And we, we were seriously watching, like, is this green screen or not? Until they, uh, Space Cop and Old Cop walked into the uh, the background. And they're like, oh, okay. That was kind of that was kind of a Lynchian moment <laughs> that they throw it back to. Shout out to that. So that was a good reference. That's cool. You know, it's breaking reality. What is real? You know, what is a movie? True. What is Space Cop? Yeah. Yeah. Really makes you think. I liked all that, but circling all the way back, the props. And I I did like the concept of the brain in the jar with the robotic arms. Yeah. But then they have a couple shots where you see all of it and you just see these limp dick arms just sort of moving around. It doesn't look as cool as something like Doc Ock. And I know it's supposed to be cheesy, but then for a scene like that, it needs to almost be meta for me to be funny where there's like creaking sound effects in the arms or maybe you even see a string or something and i don't know it just isn't visually funny yeah, to me it's like moment to moment the film isn't really trying to engage you mm-hmm. you know it's the kind of thing where you've seen this movie in the first in the first 30 minutes entirely basically yeah and it's not going to give you anything new or exciting that's that's what i was waiting for man i don't know i wanted to like this Mm -hmm. because i like the guys involved yeah i like the stuff they put out and you know this is the kind of movie that i'm supposed to like you and me are supposed to like Mm -hmm. i don't know I'll say this before we wrap up. I do like Rich Evans, though, as Space Cop. It's funny to me that they got the least in shape guy to play the action no. hero. Like, you got the schlubby Rich Evans. No, I knew that. I knew, I knew Mike and Joe were like, haha, let's make Rich the action hero. And yeah. you know what? Okay, fine. Funny. <laughs> okay, kind of funny. You know, he's got a nice shirt tug going. <laughs> Looks good. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Like, that's funny to me. And he, he full commits to this voice, a solid snake impression. And it's not annoying like Mike's is, so I don't mind that it's yes. there throughout the whole movie. Because, whoa, Mike is on all the time. <laughs> that gets kind of old Let's fast. Let's go to the moving pictures. <laughs> it's funny when he does a voice for, like, a quick gag on Best yeah. of the Worst. But for the whole movie, it's kind of tedious. But Rich, he kills it. Sure. Yep. Sure, why not? I'm a rich head, though, so <laughs> that might contribute to that. I don't know if I'm going to be in any of these guys' heads after <laughs> this one. Um, honestly, six bags. <sighs> when I watch this again, that's what it really comes down to. And if I was pretty drunk, yeah, and I guess that's what it's made for. Yes. Two out of five bags. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you seen any good movies lately? Uh, I saw one good movie. What did you see? This week. One more, one movie. Um, I saw Bullet in theaters. That's I don't a, know what that is. It's a Steve McQueen picture from 68 where oh. he's just a tough cop hmm. trying to solve the case. And it's notable, I think, it's just like a classic Steve McQueen car racing, car driving movie. Mm-hmm. And it has a big chase scene in San Francisco. Good movie. That was yeah. my first time seeing it. Good movie. It's 
is the kind of movie that they don't make anymore in that it's because it's a character study, but a very subtle one because they didn't do a lot of dialogue. The direction is very stark. It's very plain almost, but that's only to give the what's going on in the film kind of gravity, like to give a weight so it feels realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a really, really wry sense of humor. Steve McQueen is decent, although like I, <laughs> I remember watching The Blob <laughs> and I was like, damn, this guy looks old for a teenager. Yes. And then I'm watching this movie. I'm like, damn, this guy looks old for like a hotshot cop. Um, no disrespect to Mr. <laughs> McQueen, but he he almost doesn't pull it off. But because I guess you just kind of buy into it's Steve McQueen and because he's cool, just cool enough, mm-hmm. the movie works in that regard. Um, good action, good clean 70s action with some nice blood squibs. Uh, the car chase is crazy because they do it in the San Francisco Hills and it looks like... Uh, it looks like the kind of thing where people would die doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a good, solid cop picture. This is the kind of thing where maybe you'll like this if you like Clint Eastwood movies. Mm. Maybe you'll like, if you like Dirty Harry. Yeah. You yeah. like Bullets. Yeah. I didn't see anything. Nothing? I saw the first half an hour of Blade Runner 2049, and then Caitlin got sleepy. So we had to rain check the rest of it, but I'm excited to finish it. How many bags for the first 30 minutes? Just be honest. High bags. For the first 30 minutes? Yeah. Have you ever seen uh, 2049? No, I haven't. It's really good. I saw it in theaters and we were watching on her laptop, which is not exactly the same experience, but it's really good. Um, I mean, I like New Dune and I like this. I think I just like his villain of stuff. His movies. Yeah. Yeah. Coincidentally, the composer for the music in Blade Runner died today. Vangelis, I think it is. He did some synth stuff too. R.I.P. Because I was just thinking while watching it. The Vangelis Memorial episode. The soundtrack is just killer. Yes, the movies. I don't know if he. I don't know who does the soundtrack in twenty forty nine. But yeah, like that. Wait. Oh, for Blade, the original Blade yeah, Runner? Yeah, oh, gotcha. I don't know. Maybe it is him for 2049. I don't know. I haven't seen 2049. I don't know. Um, I don't watch new movies. <laughs> don't do that. No. I'll watch the new Jurassic World, though. I really like the Blade, how in Blade Runner's universe, it's canon that Atari is just popping off because they keep that going in 2049. Yeah. yeah, you see a giant Atari ad. Well, you know, the, this is like... See now is here's a question: Is Blade Runner the bad ending or is it the good ending hmm. for our for our story? Definitely the good one because Atari is still around. <laughs> oh, just like that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Definitely, without a doubt, the the good ending. You know, and yeah, you got you know, it'd be cool to have a robot slave. You know. Hey, I would love. <laughs> I'd love to have that. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys, you know? Yeah, you would get shit done. I can't front and say that I wouldn't accept a robot slave, okay? I'm sorry. I just Facts. can't do it. If, if that makes you not want to watch this show anymore, <laughs> then that's okay, okay? Because I'm going to say it. And that's what you can get at Cult of Personality is you always get honesty. We're always serious. We're always serious, damn it. Okay? Movies and entertainment are not fun. They're no joke. A serious business. What do you think about the She-Hulk um, trailer? You gonna watch good. that? No, I don't know. I just, 
I've been like trying to get out of the Marvel game for, for so long, <laughs> but I mean, I don't watch the TV shows anymore. I watched WandaVision when I was a kid. You know, watch the first episode of Loki. Okay, I know. Like I know. What I didn't even be. watch Loki. What? I didn't even watch one episode of Loki. Apparently, that was the most viewed one. Is is Loki? Because Loki's just everyone loves him. So sarcastic. Well, he no, he's not sarcastic. He's witty. Okay, and he's so charismatic and he's so handsome and you know he just has a magnetic personality. He's a rat. Yes, but he's like a really cute rat, like a pet rat, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like a big plump one. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to watch She-Hulk. We'll, we'll review it on the show. No, you won't. Uh, um, next week's episode, we're going to be talking, what was it? Uh, Solaris. Solaris and the Obi-Wan show. Oh, shit. Wait, when does that drop? 27th. No, we we're not going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, God, I have to watch the whole show. Uh, I think just episode one. They're not doing it all at once. No, oh. I doubt it. Okay, that's easy. Then. Which is weird that they do that, but I guess they want it's to get people hype. for for like the resubscription, so it takes a couple months. Listen, and I'm surprised more streaming services don't do this. It's like there's the bingeability aspect, but if it's a big series, it's like if you dump it all at once. People who are kind of curious will just look up the last episode yep. and be like, oh, Vader was there. He did a thing. He forced a whatever. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's what happens in that show. But if you make it week by week, then at least they even have to come back every week to check the Wikipedia episode summary. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. You, you keep them. Okay, predictions. Do you think Darth Vader and Obi-Wan will face off in the show? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. They will. Actually, um, mm, yeah, I'll say yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Yeah, yeah, because it's like, why not? And that's going to get people to watch. (laughs) I'm going to say no. Maybe they'll be clever about it and have them face off in some indirect way, you know, where they're not just directly talking to each other and sword clashing, but they're like in the same situation trying to work against each other. Maybe. Um, but I don't know. I'm not going to give them that much credit ahead of time. Because they did that for Grievous in Clone Wars because they couldn't have Grievous and Anakin meet because in Revenge of the Sith, he clearly says, you're shorter than I expected. Grievous says that to Anakin? No, Anakin says that to Grievous. So that means that they never met um, before then. So all throughout Clone Wars, they had this cat and mouse game of Anakin and Grievous and his kind of annoying it was annoying yeah because, because like, ah, just can they do the thing yeah and it, grievous has turned into like a mustache twirling villain where he he always just got cucked every episode he would never do anything cool he his I, plan I saw the compilations where he gets fucked up by the gungans yeah yeah, yeah. that <laughs> was rough when he got messed up <laughs> by the gungans man Oof. and then like in the movies he's like supposed to be He's supposed to be so fierce. He has four lightsabers. Yeah, well, he still gets punked by Kenobi, like, pretty easy. <laughs> and then in the 2D Clone Wars, he's a god. They make him look like a like an He's like the alien from yeah. Alien. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. So if they do that for Grievous, I'm going to say they might do that for Kenobi. That's my bet. I don't know. Like, you would know more than me. Have they adhered to canon very well? 
What do you mean? Like in the new stuff that they're doing, like with Mandalorian and Boba Fett, oh. are they like really like keeping it tight? Or is yes. It like, yeah. 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 Maybe. But they honestly, with Boba Fett and Mandalorian, they're not that interested with Star Wars as the like the trilogies. I see. They're not like, whoa, it's Doctor Elzar or whatever from Moss Eisley. Remember in Rogue One when they're like, "Hey, it's you'll be dead, guy." Like, are and, we serious? And, and his weird butt face friend. Why does everything have to just be in service of itself with Star Wars? Oh, look, it's the lady from the holiday special who sings a song at the cantina. She was Yoda's nurse when he was born. Look, the fact of the matter is, buddy, that it's easier to put things people know than to make new things, okay? So I hope they make new things with Kenobi. That's all I'll say. Um, I hope they don't, and we get to see him and Darth Vader have a episode long. Listening to this episode, be it the pre, post, or just plain old fashioned advice, send us a movie recommendation on our Instagram at COT Podcast, COT Podcast, and we'll review it on the show. Shake, shake, and may the road rise up to meet your wheels. Was that good enough? Is that the take? Not even close. Take 174, rolling three. Two, one.